Are you ready for what I've got planned for this episode? Uh, no. Because, <laughs> uh, okay. the, yeah. the audience won't know this, but it's been a little while since we've recorded, and, uh, yeah, this all feels a bit strange, but, uh, yeah, no, the, 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 I wouldn't lie to you, uh, so, yeah, no, I'm not, no. No, you're not ready. Um, and I can't imagine you've been ready, uh, not just for the podcast, but for this for quite a while. Oh, God, um, fuck So no, we're yeah. going to do... Yeah, so we're going to do a bumper edition of Don't Care Me Liking. Oh, my God. Uh, I was so only f- thinking about this the other day because I've been having trouble sleeping no, was- at night. And I was like, lying, <laughs> I was... Uh, this this I- had kept you up. Well, it's weird. <laughs> I had, I'd had no sleep. And I like was lying yeah. in bed. And I think it was like early hours of the morning. It was like it was like five or six so it was like i should probably get up even though i've not slept i was like i should probably get up because if like say it's five and i go to sleep i'm probably gonna sleep till like you know fucking one in the afternoon uh, but I, I thought to myself of all the, the the phrases and words in the english language I, there's there's <laughs> none that i hate more than the than the phrase me likey uh, i think it was just mm. because i've been thinking of uh because it's one of the, I know it was an, a, a term that Alice used to used to use a bit, and uh, it would always make me cringe like fucking nails on a blackboard. But um, great, go on, okay, yeah, let's have just it. Great. Um, <laughs> let's have it. But um, well, the it was actually the producer that brought it up, and it was funny I, because I fucking I bet it said, was. Yeah, but then, then I said, oh, do you know what? I think I'd thought about it in the last like I'd thought about it a few days before as well. So it had come to my mind recently. Like I don't. I don't believe a lot of the like um, you kind of energize stuff. I feel like you know stuff is coincidence, and we and humans have a disposition to to make patterns from it. Um, yeah, I'll, so, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. So here we go. I mean, this might be uh, this might be the the don't care me likey to end all don't care me likeies. Let's uh, hope so. Over two parts. Let's get, go over two parts. We'll see. Um, here we go. So from the top, don't care me likey Salvador Dali. Uh, I don't want to say it. Me likey, I guess. Yeah, I really like Dali. There you um, go. Yeah, some good, I guess some good ones. Ele- uh, is it, I guess it's called Elephants is a really good painting. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember the proper name for Melty Clocks. Oh, I, I couldn't tell you the proper names. Oh, it's like, uh, it's right on, uh, it's right on the tip of my prefrontal cortex never mind uh yeah i was actually oh, yeah. i was actually lucky enough to see a dali uh an official dali in person when um me and my sister uh went to uh we were going to glasgow to see i yes i've seen i was gonna say i think i've seen the same one yeah in the, um the christ the on the Kelvin cross building yeah that's i think it's in the Kelvin building isn't it um i'm not sure what building it was but it was at the it was definitely at the whatever the museum's called uh if it, if it was the right museum because i was trying to go to the one that like L- limmy did a sketch about it uh about a <laughs> art center it might have been the same one i think we went to the uh, same okay. one yeah um but yeah uh we we were gonna basically we were, we were in glasgow to see kiss uh doing their final farewell tour uh um, okay concert was fucking amazing by the way but uh in th- in the day before we had some time to kill so we went to the museum it's quite an eventful day really we had a wander around went to the museum saw the dali and then we went uh what did we do we went for a meal and then we went to see toy story 4 because we had, again we had a couple of hours and we were like well let's go see a film and toy story 4 was like the only thing that was on um 
Oh, fair enough. Sounds like an all right day. But yeah, so no, I like I like Dali. Uh, I try to think of any other uh, ones he did. Um, I prefer. I mean, he's also quite an interesting person, anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know much about him as a person. I mean, of of the surrealists, I, pre- I prefer Rene Magritte. He he's like more of my go-to guy. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. He actually he might be my favorite artist of all time, actually. Um, oh, nice. That's, but, that's interesting to know. But yeah, um, Dal- Dali's very good. Cool. Um, I guess there's also like, I, I mean, I've got a longer list of these, but I mean, like, by no means do you have to go through all of them. And I guess it's, uh, I, I mean, I, I come up with these by a reasonably innocuous means, but uh, no, it's nice to, again, bounce the conversation around about the, the vaguely relevant subject. Um, don't care me likey, Morrissey. Uh, yeah, I like... Don't care me likey. I like, yeah, I like Morrissey. Um, yeah, I remember uh, the first I heard of Morrissey was um, it wasn't the Smiths. It was uh, the first I actually encountered of him was through his solo stuff, uh, and it was for oh, the. Okay, it's interesting. It, it was from the album. Uh, is it you are the quarry? Um, I I couldn't fucking tell you. Yeah, uh, he's called you are the quarry. It's the it's the one that's got him on the front with a t- he's got a Tommy gun. Uh, but yeah, my <laughs> uh, my, my dad. Uh, borrowed that out from Crew Library, and um, yeah, he, uh, basically back back in the day when I was a, a wee kid in like primary school, um, my dad like we had the computer uh, desktop, which was like this old, this really old school Packard Bell. Uh, I think like Windows XP had just come out, and uh, he yeah he he would like sit in the kitchen and listen to like all of his music and what he would do is he'd, he'd go and borrow music from the library and then like you know rip, rip the cds um and they'd all be sort of like saved on like windows media player um oh yeah my dad did a similar thing he had like a, a server box um that or like a sort of a hard drive kind of thing or caddy connected you know with uh i think that that was recognized uh as like a recognized drive across a network or something oh right um but I think he was also an early proponent of LimeWire as well. Oh, um, wow. Oh, so the only, pers- the only person I ever knew who used LimeWire was my dad. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I never uh, I never used it, but I think so anyway, just because lots of the album covers was just the LimeWire Lime. Yeah, <laughs> I used to uh, I used to use LimeWire, but uh, what did I use? I mostly used it for porn. Um, I don't think I used it for... <laughs> okay. uh, I, I think I used it for I some... I thought it was just music. Yeah, I, I think I used music, it for some but... music. It was mostly porn. Um okay but yeah uh well, that's a good turn yeah morrissey um yeah so like yeah my, <laughs> my dad had like i've got many images of like going into the kitchen at night and my dad being like sat at the computer and the on the screen was like the windows media player like you know you could flick through like the visualizers and it would make like the different oh yeah yeah stuff. back in back in the day yeah. um and i always remember i've got like quite a clear memory uh i think he had like one of the cds was a uh a, i think it was compilation cd called young gifted and black it was uh like a reggae uh compilation um and uh it had on it uh loads of good stuff i remember like the two that stick in my head there was like sideshow by barry biggs that's a tune uh but you used to listen to that and then another one was a uh, liquidator by uh what were they called they're called harry j all stars uh, but those are two tunes that stick in my head uh, from him, like, yeah, just being... Uh, it was kind of, like, the sort of early development of my, like, fascination with, like, music and stuff. Um, but, yeah, Morrissey was one of those, uh, and it was it was that album, and it had... Uh, fuck, what's the song called? 
I can't remember what the actual song's called. The lyrics are Hector. Hector was the first of the gang with a gun in his hand. Uh, but whatever. Anyway, that was a, that was a good song. Um, but yeah, Morrissey's all right. I, li- I, li- I, li- I quite like the Smiths. I'm not like mad into them or anything. But uh, I think one thing of, that's funny to note about Morrissey is uh, he wrote his autobiography and he insisted that it only be published through uh, Penguin Classics. <laughs> uh, and for, for people who might not know it by name immediately penguin classics are the uh covers that when you go into waterstones they're the ones that have like a black spine and then it has the author's name in orange writing and the book's name in white writing and then when you pull it out it'll have like a picture and then in sort of like a banner at the bottom it'll be the there'll be like the black a black block with the author in the name and then there'll be a little white banner above it with the little penguin symbol i think pe- most people will know the, the what i'm on about but yeah usually I think, um, it's like wuthering heights or um like i've got wuthering heights i've got test of the d'urbervilles in penguin classics they're generally old books but then randomly in that same collection you can get morrissey's uh, autobiography is it um because i thought the penguin classics now are very similar house style but um the the front covers are now much like the, the they're completely filled with the artist design, um, and then the spines have red with the the book name in white. I think the author's name in blue. That's uh, that's, that's vintage. That's vintage. There we yeah. go. Yeah, I've got a bunch, oh, yeah, I've yeah, got a bunch of those as well. I think with vintage though, you can. Uh, I don't know. I forget with vintage. I think anyone can put theirs out on that i'm not sure but yeah vintage are pretty much the same again uh, it means it's... nothing now it means nothing <laughs> yeah um but yeah morrissey insisted that if his autobiography was going to come out it had to be released as a penguin classic fucking hell i mean i um i'm extremely glad that both my parents put music on in the house as just like to, to just uh ha- like just to soak up and kind of ha- take an interest in pardon me because um, I know people whose parents didn't play music, and that's just like strange. Because like, if you ever want to just break the illusion of like powerful parent, like <laughs> as, they're actually a normal person. How, yeah, um, how influential they just, can just be. Put, yeah. Just put some fucking music on, and they're like, as it. Well, I say as a powerful person. Oops. Uh, as in, like the, the you know, like when you think teachers aren't really people when you're a kid, they just you you could think like. Oh, they 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 sort of like part of the school. Yeah, they like live at they the live ship, at school. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, but but when you start like when, like playing your music or the music you like is a really easy way to kind of say like I'm a person. I'm not just this occupational thing. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, for me, um, for me, it was like I think the music was was more through in in the house. It was like through my dad. Like my dad would like sit in front of the computer and listen to those you know those tunes. Um, and it was like the early days it was the first computer we had so I think he was still you know buzzing off being able to play music through the computer um, but that was like his sessions of, of having music on um, my mum my was more she still loves me my, both my parents like uh, love music um, but my mum it was more in the car so whenever we were in the car it would always be like a set of CDs would be in the car that she'd like curated, um, and then after every few months or so, we'd like she'd swap the music out for something new, and stuff would be in like rotation. Um, so a, lo- a lot of where my early love of music came from those what was on those CDs, 
Um, so there's a bunch of stuff actually. I mean, because both my parents have pretty eclectic music taste. Um, my my mum's much more like rock, uh, sort of yeah, like rock, uh, a rock fan, and my dad is more like disco and soul. But in between them, uh, they they still do like loads of different types of things. Uh, there's genres they don't like. Unfortunately, neither neither of them like metal, and I'm a I'm like a big metal guy. I mean, I I love all music, but as far as like favorite genres, I do tend to like stuff that's on the louder and more extreme end. Uh, but weirdly, that only came later. That only sort of came when I like got to secondary school. Uh, before that, it was like uh, probably pretty standard for someone of my age. That, uh, who like got music from their parents i mean for me it was like i don't know queen i remember being really into queen when i was in like year six um but yeah uh it was weird because i had some other people who were like into music even if it was music that i thought was shit you know there were people who there were kids who listened to the, actually actively listened to the charts and you know that's fine. I, I, I'll be. It wasn't for me, but uh, I, I didn't really like. I never really liked the charts growing up. Looking back, there are some songs that were out that I now really, really like. Um, but yeah, there were some other kids that just didn't care. And then like, yeah, it's strange. You, you you meet people as well in like life, and when you're out, you know, when you're our age in your twenties, and like, like I've I've met someone like you know when I was in my twenties who was like, I don't like music. As, as in not just like, oh, I don't like uh, country western or, oh, I, uh, I I don't really like classical music. They, they were literally like, I don't like music. And I was just like, I I always couldn't understand it, if you know what I mean. Like, how do, I was, you, um, so, how do you not so like I, I, music? It's like saying you don't like sound. Yeah, I am. Um, okay, I was, I, was, I was sort of like, I was trying my best like not to interrupt and kind of like, so that sounds really pretentious but then like i was just all soaking it in because like there's a lot i could say to that as well i almost failed because i then tried nearly interrupted you again no go for <laughs> um, it go. as i seem to do on the, on, the, on the show um but you wait you said about see you know your dad on the your dad on the computer your mum on like on the cds in the car and i'd say my, my parents it was pretty identical obviously my mum would have stuff on the radio as well and there was stuff in the car like queen went in the rotation i'm sure elvis presley i'm sure was in there at some point yeah and but I mean also like a lot of the time we were lucky enough as kids to all get like iPod nanos and so like you could just sort of start searching through dad's server of ripped music and like you just kind of I like there was stuff that I have no idea how I heard like because there was a like when I was very very young when I was still quite autistic I really hated it when like my sister sang or like there was like really like and also I think the cringe factor of like a lot of the chart stuff like I wasn't like it was a strange conflict of like this appeals to a basic element to dance, but then I know that this goes against every fibre of my ego and superego. Well, it's, it is and interesting so, like, because I, I don't know much about it, but obviously, because you can, I guess, provide a unique perspective on this, but w with you, you know, uh, being autistic, um, that's something I know that in sort of the, the, the cultural, uh, I don't know what the phrase is, but people tend to generalise a, a big thing with, with people who are autistic is they do, they, they're especially sensitive to sound. Yeah, I think, um, I think the... I think it's it's a very, from what I understand, like it it's a sort of a an avenue of like over overstimulation. Yeah. And so, for example, like an example, like I hated fireworks, and I still don't like fireworks. I can I can if I'm outside and there's fireworks, I can look at them or hear them. I can't really do both. Oh right. Okay. And again, I'm not, I'm not really saying I'm autistic. It's just like 
I, I don't like fireworks and people are like oh but we love we love the fireworks so go well no they they're like they're, they're just a waste and like they're annoying and they scare dogs and they then people buy them and set people's houses on fire and kill them yeah i mean but, um, ever since i became a dog like a dog owner um I, I really hate fireworks i can't really be doing with them um just just because they really uh, well my uh my old dog dexter used to uh yeah used to hate fireworks and uh coming up to november now although to be fair we had we had jasper last november yeah again just have to be careful with fireworks but no so i'm with you on that one i don't like fireworks me, me, I mean, no, if you're, me, no likey fire, uh, fireworks. Me, no likey fire. Don't care. Don't, don't, know, care, don't care fireworks. fireworks. <laughs> um, but I mean, when I lived in parts of Birmingham, because of the like the, uh, again, I might be, I might be getting some cultural stuff mixed up here, but because of the um reasonably high populations of Hindus and Sikhs, I think Muslims, if they're from, um, Indian and maybe Pakistani culture, celebrate it as well. Um, but the celebrate the festival of Diwali. Uh, happens you know late october november and every like a lot of families will put on their own little firework display so uh, like, even like walking up a hill coming home from work like it'd be like four or five in the afternoon and i'd like see fireworks up in the air and it's like it's like early october so it's not actually that dark yet it's still like you could argue that some of the colors are just not visible yeah it's like even the clouds even the clouds are just not visible um but yeah, I just remember they being like endless fireworks. Like not just like oh one particular night, it felt like it wouldn't stop. As in like oh, for several nights on the on the bounce, there was a uh, like th- there were fireworks going off, like just small uh, small gun displays. Or like normally one would die down, and then you'd have tea, and then you try and settle down, and then like oh there's another display going on, like on a different street, but like near enough. How do we get oh? Yeah, it was, it was, was to do with you saying music. about music. Yeah, and initially being as as when you were younger. Uh, oh, that not, was it. Not being into it was music, hypersensitivity. So. I was going to ask you. Yeah. So, what was your what what would you say was the turning point for you growing up when you sort of first got into like bands and music? Yeah. So the, yeah, I was let's get it onto that actually. But there's an interesting conversation about fireworks. Um, at least we're on the level about that. We don't recommend fireworks. Yeah. Nah. Don't bother, and, guys. Um, Just do something else. Watch a film with your family. Uh, tell your family that you love them. Uh, do that instead yeah. of uh, instead of making and firing explosives. Yeah, exactly. And it's a fucking waste of it's a it's a waste of um, transition metal elements. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's I loads of better yeah. ways you could use transition metal elements. Yeah, exactly. Um, catalytic converters, um, chemistry experiments. You know, all all sorts of things. Um, but I think there was a point. I think it was probably coming into secondary school because i had a mate who he he'd left the junior school I went to he was in a private school for a couple of years and that was primarily that wasn't like a like a hoi polloi kind of thing it's just because he was really severely bullied i think they just, they just needed to move yeah. school just for like i hear that so, i know i never did that but i'm one of those people that probably should have done but uh yeah, yeah th- this is like in like years five and six and then my mum right. said like well i had a weird pick of the draw because i had a statement of educational sorry a a statement of special like special educational needs um no yeah so an sen statement that's what i a special educational needs statement um yeah i basically like the way that they did it at san ivo school was um that in the year group there would be 10 tutors 10 form tutors um and generally it was like well here are the three nicest ones uh one you pick one um and i was like it was like, well, you can, yeah, 
I can't remember the options. I eventually went with my went with the food tech teacher, Mrs. Conradi, who is a uh, South African lady from, I think Cape Town. Just to, um, I mentioned that because I didn't want to generalize. Um, I didn't want to just like she's a white South African, but I didn't want to like just blanket term that because again, like even there's like weirdly at our school we had like a lot of South African teachers. We had someone, um, we had a uh, a black South African teacher. I think it was from. It might have been from Joe Book or Cape Town. Uh, we had my form tutor who was from Cape Town, and then we had an ICT teacher who was from, I think, Port Elizabeth, and so her accent was the thickest, just from what I've understood of <laughs> South African accents, but mm. I've probably got that entirely wrong. Um, but and then my mum said, well, I've got you, because she also worked at the school for a while, so, well, I've got your form lists and your old mate, Matt. You, I was like, oh, Matt. I said, yeah, you knew from junior school. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, and Sue's mum, and uh, yeah, and so I... I you know, we were sort of reunited in a way and became like cemented the friendship, like from then on, from henceforth. And we often, like in form time, would just listen to music. And he, I think, him in a desperate attempt, like, like just to engage with music and like feel, because he was an he's an only kid and like he wanted to like just feel he wanted to fill his life with noise at that point as a child. Like he was he was like he was known for being quite loud, um, and just wanting to fill his life with noise. <laughs> And uh, no, I'm not kidding. And um, <laughs> he, um, but whereas I wanted to be really quiet and like be really kind of like the the sort of the the, the, the figure of authority, and it's like now it's kind of reversed. Like he's very sensible. Um, but um, he had his iPod, I think, and I'd often go to his, and he just put random stuff on. He put on like you know, um, like the Eagles, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Queen was a big one, uh, a bit of Bob Marley. Bob Marley is quite common in our house. We still put it on like all the time. Yeah, I love Bob um, Marley. And um, and then we just sort of started sharing music. And particularly when he was at my house, he'd be like, um, we would, we'd just play things. And then somehow we had both like, through a mix of my dad's LimeWire thing, my mum having the radio on, and then stuff going on in the car, like me listening to what he just found as well. Um, we eventually just collated like... Um, we we kind of you know we believed like we we know we were kind of a, a high above like a lot of other people because we just there was just stuff that we listened to that you know that wasn't in the charts. I think even teachers were surprised that we knew certain songs. Like again, um, going back to one of the South African teachers, a guy called Mister Boyson, put on um, he was like, I'm going to put on my music now, and he put on um, Earth Wind and Fire's cover. I've got to get you into my life. Oh right, and I so and I sort of started like dancing along. It's like, wait, you know this song? This is from like the seventies. How do you know this? Um, and it's like, well, again, like that just exploration of music from like various sources, which I can sort of barely identify or barely identify like a start date. And then like my mate Tom as well. He he grew up learning a lot of music musical instruments, and so we shared like those music stuff. We shared a lot, a lot of like comedy stuff as well. Um, in terms of comedy songs, just because that's just funny. I know that that's really obvious, but it's in like you know, watching watching the films together and kind of like reliving the moments. Mm. And then I guess, uh, yeah, I think uni's a big one as well because I I felt like I sponged people's music tastes and everybody gave back. Yeah, I think exactly, it was only when exactly the same with me. Basically, I mean, with uh, all of pretty much all of our little clique, uh, yeah, it's it's been exactly the same really. Uh, I, I I think I've, I I've I've taken a lot more than I've given. Uh, just because, I feel like that as well. Although yeah, I've just, started to give back, just, just because, because like, again, I think I'm in my the house. Like, yeah. Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say, if people are in my house, I think that is literally the thing. It's like if 
you uh, there's a weird thing I, at uni i barely invite people over I often went like to your house but like i barely invite people over and i guess if you when you start having people over in like your own capacity um then you will naturally have whatever's on or like you'll probably just put music on instead of listening to yourself you might just put it on for the room mm. and then in that case it's like oh okay and then what's what's that so i think actually when the reason why i, I personally think i've stolen the lies or what is a way of saying like well i don't feel i have done that same sharing that other people have done for me just very like happenstance oh it's more so with me i think as well because like i again in our sort of like friendship group uh again i'm like kind of probably the only really big metal fan um I know a couple of the boys have, have, have recently gotten into really sort of extreme stuff, but I think sometimes we, I, I know because I know that like uh, so me me and Ludo quite like uh, and I think I think Dan likes them as well. We like this band called Daughters, um, and their stuff is like insanely like extreme, like really fucking loud and uh, sort of screamy and like sort of a bit of an aural nightmare. Uh, it's like nightmare. I, I I describe it as like nightmare music. It's like nightmare fuel. Um, but weirdly, I don't think they would be into say like heavy metal or like metal, uh, which I find a bit odd. But I, th- I think it's because daughters are a bit more. Um, I think they lean maybe they lean a bit more towards like punk. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah. So I I mean uh, yeah. I'm not sure how much I've like of, of music I've like given to people, but I'm sure I've sent I've sent bits of stuff. Um. I, I, like I absorbed some really big ones at uni that I've like have like stayed with me. Like uh, Guided by Voices is probably one of the really big ones, um, but that's because like um, like out of our out of our like whole little crew. I mean, like Dan was the first person I met because me and him had creative writing together, and uh, you know we ended up moving in together. Uh, you know when we first got a place of our own, like uh, you know a place that wasn't halls uh, is what I mean. Um, and he, yeah, he first played me guided by voices. I got really into them. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's interesting, isn't it? That, that is one definitely for me with music. Um, I had a couple of mates at school in like secondary school. I think that I did. Basically, me and me and like my best mate Matt, we because uh, we met in like year nine history. We that was one of our things. Like I think before him, I didn't really share music with people. Um, uh you know i shared other stuff like films and games but like yeah i think he was one of the first people i met that sort of really gave a shit about music and like we actually really started like getting into it and um yeah and then like i mean i i then sort of started going to gigs um oh yeah i didn't go to a gig till i was like 21 or something and i just happened to be at like a, a festival like i was really i was really against live music and then like then you get to actually get into bands and like their whole discography is like, oh, they're here. Exactly. They're here. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I can actually go and see this band in person. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, I forget. I forget when my first gig was. Uh, actually, no, tell I, I know exactly when it was. Um, I think I was in like year eight. So it's whatever year that was. Uh, and I went to see uh, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark uh, oh, cool. in Liverpool at the Echo Arena. And I went with. Um, my mate Muzza, uh who actually, by the way, listens to this podcast. So if you listen to this one, hey, up, Muzza, you're right, mate. Um, he listened to this on holiday as well. Can you believe that? He actually listened to <laughs> he listened to Plopcast <laughs> while he was on holiday. Like holiday's meant to be a break from your worries. 
he said it really freaked him out because I think he said he was by a swimming pool or something, and and he had this play. Oh, like, okay. He had an episode playing, and he was like, "This is really weird." He's like, "It's like it's like Tom's Tom's here talking to me, but I'm on holiday." I am. Um, so I I put a lot of YouTube videos on to go to sleep, which is a bad habit. But we're moving on. Um, oh no, I'm and, I'm I'm stuck in yeah. that myself at the moment. Yeah, that's that's my like. If I have a social media addiction, it's probably YouTube, even though it's not really social media. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I thought like, oh, maybe I'll put Ellis's vid- review of um, the Hollow Knight bosses on, and then like it took like three seconds. Like, no, Ellis is speaking to me. I'm trying to sleep. I have to switch <laughs> it off. <laughs> it's like, it's like, nah, this is not like there's not nothing against the video. It was just like I can't like. It's just oh, Ellis is actually now just speaking to me, and like I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. I can imagine how that would be a bit strange. But uh, yeah, anyone who's listening actually should go and check out. Uh, yeah, the the YouTube channel is called L Elmore E L M O R E, and it, the videos are Hollow Knight. A uh, what is it? What's what the fuck? What's the video called? Metroidvania. I think it's the. Oh, the other game. The other game is Paradise Killer. No, no, I'm trying to think of the name of the video. I think it's called something oh, like a, ca- a Case Study in Boss Battles. Oh, then, that's it, And yeah. then the other one. So if you just search on YouTube, if you search Elmore Paradise Killer, you'll find his channel. Uh, his Paradise I mean, Killer it's, it's gonna be, video is really fucking good. It's going to be the it's gonna be the Hollow Knight video, isn't it? Like, as, as, it, as it stands. It's yeah. like, you know, there's going to be a couple... He's just starting off. He's just starting off, guys. He is, yeah. Go, um, go show him some love. Tell, tell him Plop, Plop Cast sent you. You know, with all his eyes going, oh well, those those jokers. Yeah, yeah, that is actually exactly what he'd do. He's probably rolling his eyes now. Yeah, actually, I don't think he listens. Um, I don't think he listens. No, not even his own episodes. I mean, I, I mean, yes, to his I own, his own guest episode that he was on. We need to yeah, get him back. I don't, I don't always, I don't always listen to the full episodes of editing, depending on time constraints. Uh, so that's that's a great, that's a great, um, what you would call it, engagement with their own show. Um. Well, now that we've talked about music a lot, there's a fair, there's a handful of um, random musicians and artists on here. So oh, I might as well just do those. Returning to tenuously, returning to don't don't care me. Yeah, ten- very tenuously returning to it. Well, not as tenuously as it would have been if I just went down the list. Um, but yeah, here we go. Uh, don't care me likey. Um, Luciano Pavarotti. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really. I've really heard his stuff. The only stuff I've no, heard I, I, is I, I like... don't know either. It's just I don't know the, either. It's just the stuff that is on like fucking adverts and stuff. But um, yeah, I think I've got a song in my head that I'm like playing to myself now. And yeah, oh yeah, really like him. Great, great voice. Uh, really. Well, that's, that's that's more than I've got. But, I mean, I just thought. Uh, I just, I mean, to be honest, I just picked some someone Italian. Um, that yeah. is no, I love like, that's uh, been base of me. But, uh, but no, I love uh, I, lo- I love like operatic singing and stuff. It's it's brilliant. It's really uh, you know stirring and stuff I, I would like to listen to more opera to be honest but uh just because it gets yeah, compared... gets referenced in a lot of so books that up. i read and when the what you know like a, a big one was like um so when uh, university challenge quiz book <laughs> yeah well uh yeah i'm yeah. just sat reading the university chat yeah that's actually i should get one of those um yeah that is a big one because um whenever you've got one of those haven't you that's how that's because you answered me a question on lab i am didn't you yeah so, it's a deck yeah it's a deck of cards it's, it's a like, deck of cards it's, like Sorry, a card. it's, it's the uh, basically the university challenge card game so you basically get a pack of the cards that like paxman uses um i don't think that has uh, the, music, the music round in there um but you could easily do the music round by playing it for someone on Spotify. Yeah, that's or true. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I need to get better on classical and like operatic music because uh, it comes up a lot in the books I read. So like I'm reading a book at the moment, which is um, 
The Master and Margarita by uh, Mik Mikhail Bul Bulgakov, I think his name is. Um, and that keeps referencing operas. And uh, when I read Ulysses, uh, Ulysses also references loads of operas. Um, actually, I think like a couple of them are like actually Irish operas. Um, but I had to like go away and listen to them. And uh, while I was reading Ulysses, I used like a couple of YouTube videos that were like some guys had made readers guides where video by video, they would take you through chapter by chapter of Ulysses. Um, and they were a huge help for me understanding the book. But one thing that they helped, one of the guys helpfully did um, was in the section that had the opera, he was like explaining what was going on, talking you through it. And then he was like, oh, and by the way, when Leopold Bloom keeps talking about or, or keeps referencing these lyrics in this opera, he was like, oh, well, here it is. I'll just play it for you. So that was really good. Uh, so I actually got to hear what was meant to be being played in Ulysses. But um, yeah, I'd like to hear more opera and, and maybe just read along with it and like learn what it's about i don't really know many i you know i mean what is the like carmen uh tosca uh labo m uh i mean you know a lot more than i do I it's mean, just I through also... osmosis it's just through them coming up in other things i've not read ulysses but is i do find it funny that leo bloom is a character both in ulysses and the producers oh cool uh, that's pretty funny because yeah, the produce the um the Mel Brooks, yeah, the, the Mel Brooks the Mel Brooks film uh, originally was um the, yeah the the characters the sort of the agents are um Bialystok and Bloom so there's Max Bialystok and Leopold Bloom, I think so anyway if if memory serves, but um I, I think like looking at like Europe as a whole I think like the UK doesn't have as strong as an opera tradition as say like. Austria, Germany, France, Italy. I think like we don't hold going to the opera in the same regard that they would do. So like we would probably go and see like um like in, in the same vein that we would probably go and see like a stand up show or the stage to go see like an improv comedy group or something or like a, a, just any sort of comedy. I think for ages and ages in like like I might be getting this completely wrong, but like in a lot of continental European countries, like opera was held in sort of a similar esteem like kind of going to the opera kind of carried on as like the David Gurr for years and years and years compared to like the UK from what I understand where anyway. we had we probably had fucking panto <laughs> probably because we were all fucking drunk on gin yeah like we're just yeah wasting away on um on like flavoured alcohol essentially on flavoured vodka that's all I mean gin is like uh, like gin is essentially vodka with gin per bay flavour um, yeah, it's just pure... Gin is just, like, pure... Yeah, it's just pure out fucking alcohol. Uh, it's, like, fucking grain alcohol with, like, yeah, a bit of, like, orange rind in it. And yet everyone thinks that it's, like, oh, you know, oh, it's so... You know, everyone drinks gin now. It's the latest craze. It's, like, oh, yeah, no, nah, don't worry about the fact that it, like, fucking destroyed, like, nearly destroyed England. <laughs> well, I, I think it... Um... I mean, I think the whole um, Beer Street Gin Lane paintings were kind of exaggerations, but... um. Well, the only like the only thing I do know was true was the idea of gin being mother's ruin. Um, well, there's two nicknames for gin, which is mother's little helper, which was like just having a sip of gin while cooking, and then mother's ruin, by which um, the the rumor a rumored uh, way to abort your baby was to sit in the hot bath and down gin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, gin, everybody. Now uh, we have I'll, there's some, also some writers in this list so that might be a good next step to go to um don't care me likey uh, abba 
Yeah, uh, me likey. Very, very, very I mean, much. I love ABBA. Um, basically one of those one of those groups where just every single song. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. an incredible band and inc- like immaculate like pop composers. Like yeah, their, their like music is just, some of the best. It's so perfect. Yeah, it's like perfect pop. And um, yeah, I lo- I absolutely love ABBA. Uh, again, that was a big one from my from my mum. My dad likes ABBA as well, but my uh, yeah ABBA used to be on a lot. That was another CD car rotation. Oh um, yeah. So yeah, I got yeah, that's a, a big one. I got a lot of ABBA growing up. Um, um again, my my mate yeah. Matt and I like ABBA was something we liked a lot growing up. I think ev- everyone really loves it. And then um. I think there was like a year or two when I was like vehemently against pop and I was just like, oh, what's this? Oh. But then like a few years later, you know, I, I slapped myself in the face and went, listen here, like if you claim to actually give a shit about music, you will return to loving this. And I and I do, I do love ABBA. And again, that wasn't just me doing the melodramatic, you will return to loving this. It's like, it's so infectious. Like it is so unbelievably catchy and warming and yeah sorry I, I kept i kept hearing a strange noise a strange squeaking as i am um, as i was saying now i was like getting so emphatic that something was squeaking <laughs> but, um i don't know what there was if it comes back again maybe i'll be able to identify it maybe hit it um don't care me likey uh boney m uh it's a shame we don't have a qualifier that sits in the middle, really. Um, That's the whole gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'll say... Um, hmm. I guess I'll say Me Likey, just because, like, yeah, this, a couple of good songs. I'm not mad into him or anything, but, like, yeah. Yeah, I think Rasput- it's... Rasputin's be- good. Uh, Mar Baker's not a bad tune. Um Mary's Born Child is obviously the one everyone knows. They're all right. Yeah. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, Dave Brubeck, Don't Care Me Likey. Uh, I'm not sure who that is. So is he... Oh, no, wait, actually, tell I. Is he um, Is he a jazz musician? Jazz musician, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's going to have to be Don't Care, but not really so much that I actually don't care. It's just I haven't heard his stuff. Or if I yeah, have, that's I, ha- I haven't known it was him. But I do really like jazz, so I will probably go look that up. So it's a don't care, but with brackets of actually, I, I do care. I'm just saying don't care because I want to sound like a big man. Well, it, the, the the gimmick was originally titled Don't Know, Don't Care, slash Me Likey. Um, oh, okay. So let's call it Don't Know then. So you can you, you can say like, don't know. Don't know. Um, because it's, as in like you, it's not that you don't want to know, it's in like you actually just don't know enough, which is fine. Um. Don't care me likey, Miles Davis. Yeah, uh, yeah, me likey, I guess. Uh, <laughs> can't get used to saying that. So every time I say it, it's like a fucking dagger in my heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like Miles Davis. Uh, again, not like work my way through all of his stuff and like, fuck me, there's a lot of it. But yeah, um, uh, is it uh, Kind of Blue is, is fantastic and... Uh, is it uh, Sketches of Spain? Uh, I've not listened to Sketches of Spain, actually, but I should give that a go. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really good. And then the other one is... I, mean, I think the only one I've listened to all the way through is B- Bitches Brew. 
Um, yeah, I was going to say Kind of Blue and Bitches Brew. Which is fun, um, fantastic. Are the two I've listened to. They're yeah. kind of, I guess they're kind of the two that you have to sort of give a go uh, to see if you like it. But yeah, um, you know, yeah, at some well, point. Well, they're, they're, um, they're both on Rolling Stone's like, Top 500, the Rolling Stone magazine, being written by dads for dads, of course. Um, <laughs> and actually, like, if you, if you learn the history of how Rolling Stone reviewed albums compared to them listing the greatest albums 50 years later, um, stuff like Sgt. Pepper's, they panned and then were like, because it got the reputation it did, they then like, oh, this is the best. Oh, what a you bunch know, of tossers. Yeah. Why don't we just have a bit of integrity yeah. and just say, hey, yeah, we were the guys that trashed Sergeant Peppers. Sergeant Peppers is shit. Why don't we stand by the fucking <laughs> yeah. convictions instead of flip-flopping? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, and yeah, that's, you know, uh, well, that's, that, that, that shows you something about chart music. The chart music is like, it, it does implode. It has a very short half-life. Um, they're like, all this music that fills the charts, it won't last because we don't know what was in the charts in the 60s it wasn't the beatles for the longest time um mm. so there's there's some there his his hoping anyway um but yeah miles davis is good the one one footnote i will make though is um it's it's fair enough if you if you don't like it like if 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 someone oh for sure if yeah, someone's yeah. been jazz, away jazz is language yeah yeah it's super fucking like elitist and uh and a bit wanky i totally buy that i still quite like it but uh i'm not a jazz man um, so if someone listens to it and is like, "This is fucking shit," it's just like noise. I I will just be like, "Yeah, you fair enough." Like you know, that is, I totally see where you're coming from. Yeah, I think like, um, yeah, I can completely understand if someone doesn't like jazz. I like jazz, and I I kind of got into it, um, and there's still a lot I don't understand about it. Um, but yeah, the, yeah. Again, with any of this thing, it's like I mean, I I'm not hugely into heavy metal, but like there's some. Louder stuff I used to like a lot, then fell off with, and then like kind of coming back in different ways. Like um, an example of quite like um, uh, on the album "Raindrops" by Tropical Fuckstorm, like they have some pretty like abrasive moments. Mm. Um, and like I've not listened to um, there's a group called Swans. I think uh, my mates who used to play the band with they played a song called Oxygen. Yeah, I love I um, love Swans. Swans, yeah, and again that's quite like. Um, that's abrasive, but that's like you can kind of see the charm through that. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what's another group which yeah, initially Swans sound is, uh, abrasive. Gone. Oh, so another group that sounds um, initially abrasive, but if you listen to it, it's actually really cleverly written um, and actually really, really charming. Is um, Dismemberment Plan? I've heard of them, but I don't think I've listened to any of their stuff. Um, Emergency and I is probably like the flagship album. Um, like, yeah, they, they, they got, like it might sound initially kind of like. Um, like some parts sound a bit basic, but like they have some interesting time signatures and like um, different different use of like abrasive techniques or like abrasive tempo or like kind of volumes and whatnot. Um, I think I thought at first like some elements of Carsey Headrest are like loud abrasive, but that's not true at all. It's just uh, just great. <laughs> uh, some some of it is a bit loud. Some of it is like very noisy. I mean, like one of the noisiest songs and one of my favorites of Carsey Headrest is uh, "Destroyed by Hippie Powers," and that is like that's a loud song. So. I, I was listening to that in the shower once and like my dad came in and was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, it's car seat, <laughs> it's car seat headrest. And he was like, this is rubbish. And I was like, uh, all right, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. But um, I think if he would have heard like car seat headrest softer stuff, he would have liked it probably. But um, I'd say like a good one for metal, if I had to recommend a metal band for non-metal fans, I'd say Mastodon. Like Mastodon are fucking oh, okay. brilliant um they're a really good one um 
But yeah, like, I mean, yeah, just, yeah, swans are like just, yeah, swans are like willf willfully abrasive, though. Again, as I say, they sort of fall into that category of like, uh, similar, like, you know, like daughters, uh, which is music that is just really meant to be like simulating, like having a panic attack, which is, yeah, not everyone really wants to feel that voluntarily. So again, I totally get it why people aren't into swans, um, especially their earlier stuff. Their earlier stuff is like fucking vile. In in a, in a, what I think is <laughs> in what I think is a good way, uh, but yeah, yeah. Ox okay. Oxygen is off um, is off an album called um, To Be Kind, which is one that I think came out. I think it came out like 2014. Because um, remember Dan was going on about it, um, but yeah, to, to Be Kind's really good. But it's like it's crazy. It's like a two hour album, um, and yeah, some some of the stuff on To Be Kind is like is heavy. But a lot of it's sort of more like operatic and sort of swelling, uh, but like very repet very repetitive. Uh, there's a big thing with them is like they use sort of like just repeated grooves, uh, and that repeated thing will go on for like eight minutes. So some people might hear that and like it's like banging your head against the wall for eight minutes. So I totally again I totally buy people who are like you know I hate swans. I'll be like yeah that's fine yeah I totally get why. I'd, I'd say something similar about death grips because I think if you sold, if you tried to send that to me like five years ago, I would have like I would have, would have touched it with a barge pole. But I think like because there's almost a case of like, are oh, you like this? Well, I like it as well then. But actually, listening to it is actually quite interesting. Again, I I don't know much death grips whatsoever, but like, um, in terms of the methodology of sampling and whatnot, I think it's like because you could say like I mean again I'm I'm going to sound really white here, but um, like in, in terms of like sampling being like one of the bedrocks of like hip hop um the i think again i used to completely write off hip hop and rap as like a teenager then i listened to like well i say st like stuff like kendrick which is quite deliberately different so then death grips which is different um and then yeah, some of the old very, school very different yeah there's some of the old school hip hop stuff and even then it's like well i've gone off biggie because that's quite kind of horrible i can't really listen to wu-tang i find that quite abrasive um i guess i guess i'd like my hip hop listening is kind of condensed to like a tribe called Quest, um, Illmatic by Nas, uh, kind of stuff like that. But um, yeah, I guess it's like something like Death Grips is just quite interesting the way they sample. I mean, I've not, I've not listened, I think I've only listened to one album, which is The Money Shop, and I can't tell you everything off that apart from like Hacker, which I really like. Yeah. And, um, um or Ice, Icy Footage, I think, is on, um, uh the money store yeah the yeah. money store yeah that's yeah that i've seen footages on there like stuff like d double helix and like hustle bones and stuff yeah death again death grips is again weirdly similar to swans again it's like really abrasive like willfully abrasive but um yeah uh yeah i i, I really like death grips um but uh again can totally see why uh why not uh why people wouldn't like them um but like yeah uh i'd say for like if you want to get into like rapid stuff uh if you go on spotify I, um, i've completely forgotten some really good like i've completely forgot um mad villainy i was gonna say mad villainy and i completely forgot um, yeah that was how i again got, that's that, yeah and um, mf doom yeah 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 that was about that. that was one of my gateways into getting really getting into rap was uh well for me getting <laughs> into rap it was twofold so it was like being sold mf doom by my uncle who was like you know my, well my uncle is a musician and he 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 samples so a lot of his again a lot of his influences oh, nice. co comes from uh 
comes from what's it? Uh, hip hop. It comes from everywhere. Because again, he's also really into metal, but he's into hip hop and stuff. Because he's actually like his, uh, yeah, his his musicianship is like you know, uh, scratch. It's it's mainly mixing and scratching, uh, but also sampling and uh, you know keyboards and synthesizers and stuff. Um, but yeah, he he got me into um, into MF Doom. Uh, but my other sort of thing that really got me into rap was like getting into uh like alternative rap like east coast stuff uh so uh that all came from playing tony hawk's underground oh yeah i can so, imagine so the soundtrack on that it was like it was rap but it was like the rap that like say skateboarders would listen to uh so it was like uh yeah cannibal cannibal ox um who are fucking phenomenal um some other people uh I can't remember which. Um, I think it was just because my friends were playing Tony Hawk. I never played it as a kid, but I just watched them play Tony Hawk a lot. Like they, they just. I think that they eventually then got them into skateboarding now. Um, but uh, there was. I can't remember which Tony Hawk it was, but there was. That's where I heard the song um, "Imaginary Places." Um, yeah, that's underground. Has, yeah, that's. That is underground. Yeah, because that's, that, that's, that's a really dark song. That's Nas. Is um, that that's Nas? Isn't it? I don't think it or is. is it someone it's, else. Um, I forget who it is. But I think Nas, um, Nas is on is on underground. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the world is yours or something like that. Yeah, is it, the, is the world, it is the world. It is the world is yours. Yeah. yeah, this is it would have been underground you were watching. Um, but yeah, I like I still love that game. I should really replay it actually because it's fucking dope. Is that but, is that um, the one where you end up in Moscow for some reason? Yeah, yeah, you uh, yeah, you 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 uh, go to Moscow on like a, a world skateboarding tour, uh, and you end up getting uh, left there. <laughs> And you have to like find a way yeah, to get get out right. of Moscow. Uh, yeah, oh, it's such a good game. Um, but yeah, um, that, I think that it... like soundtrack because basically it was a combination of like rap. Uh, it was basically rap, metal, and punk. Um, but yeah, that fucking uh, that fucking soundtrack, man. Yeah, it's 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 insane. I was gonna say another good place to go if you want to like get into rap as well, uh, but like more West Coast stuff is. Um, if you search for uh, uh, Blind Boy Boat Club on Spotify, uh, I think, I forget how you do it. I think you might have to go to the Blind Boy podcast, but basically he created two playlists and one of them is a, a G-Funk playlist. And it's just like, oh, cool. okay. it's just like all the West Coast 90s stuff. So like uh, NWA and Ice Cube's solo stuff. And yeah, you can kind of just work your way through that because that's all really good stuff. Um basically all the stuff you heard on San Andreas, which again was another formative game for me because uh, playing that game as like a British white kid, uh, not knowing that the <laughs> game was actually made by British people because it's like the, you always think of the GTA yeah, games that, as being that, the most that, that, American. That's a bit of a curveball, yeah. Yeah, because ultimately it's a satire on America. Uh, but yeah, like with San Andreas, it was like, yeah, well, we're, we're going to set it in basically, uh, you know, uh, like, uh a version of LA like a version of uh well the game starts in like a version of LA and it's specifically like you know it's meant to be areas like Compton and uh stuff like that like so a big black community and all sort of that ba basically it's a ma it's like a massive uh pastiche of like boys in the hood and like menace to society and stuff like that so yeah that was mind blowing for me because it was like uh all this like rap music uh, and different styles of rap as well um so yeah that that was an early one for me and that's when i i guess that's when i first started getting into rap 
Um, I've just looked at imaginary places was by the American rapper Bus Driver. Um, Bus Driver, right? Yeah, but the um, like you can barely hear the lyrics because he s- sings them so fast. But like, um, you kind of get the gist from the from the chorus. But like, um, yeah, the lyrics can be f- like is is I think it's quite dark. It's on my um because when I ran the show Postgraduate Stress Disorder, I also made a playlist for like. It was originally to play when people are coming in, but then it eventually just became the upbeat but sad playlist. Um, right. So, I mean, I'll just I'll just take a few samples from that. So it has stuff like um, The Day I Tried to Live by uh, Soundgarden, uh, which I really like as a song. Um, I'm Never As Tired As I'm, Never As Tired As When I'm Waking Up by LCD Sound System. Um, Time To Pretend by uh, MGMT, which is fucking sad. Um, Level Tear Us Apart by Joy Division. Uh, see if we can name a couple more. Um, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. That's a great tune. Um, Manic Depression, Jimi Hendrix. Um, yeah, just stuff like that. Just stuff which stuff, even stuff like Hey Ya by Outkast, which was another great hip hop duo. Oh yeah, Outkast is um, yeah. That that's a fucking tune. Yeah, uh, and many more in a similar vein. Um, I think that does. That'll probably end the um music round. I might just quickly go through some writers. Yeah, um, you do a quick you can do a quick fire one. Yeah, I mean like yeah, uh might as well. Um and then I've got some more for another time. Um don't care me likey, Emmanuel Kant. Uh I haven't read any Kant. Uh I think I've got some. Um I've got the Norton anthology of like literary criticism and I'm pretty sure I think there's some Kant in there. But uh no it'll have to be don't know. Um, don't know. No, sorry. Don't care me like uh, Arthur Schopenhauer. Again, don't know. Don't know any Schopenhauer. Um, I might again with the Norton anthology. I might have some in there. Uh, but I don't know if I'd have to get the Norton anthology of philosophy to get those guys. But I think some of them, some of that might cross over into criticism. Um, don't care me like uh, Albert Camus. Again, this is like. This is showing that I did really wasn't into, even though I did a, like a two thirds of a literature degree. Uh, I don't really know my theory, so yeah, I don't. I know mean, Camus. you did, you did do, you did do English literature. Bear in mind, um, in Albert Camus was um, French, so Camus rings, I mean, a, rings same, a bell, though. Um, I guess he was formative in modernist literature, but um, um, do, 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 do. Uh, don't care me likey, um, Steg Larsson. Uh, again, don't know. I've got the first of the Millennium Trilogy on my shelf, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, and I remember that being hot shit for ages. Uh, I think it was mainly because he died. I think, like, people went mad for it. Oh, um, uh, okay, yeah. I think, I think it was a Daniel Craig film as well. Um, well, they did... Also, I mean, they did the, the s- common thread here being that I've not read any of these either, but I know a little bit about each. <laughs> right, yeah. So with, with the, the Girl with a Dragon Tattoo stuff, it was like... They made the film trilogy in Sweden, so they made like Swedish versions with uh, uh, Numi, uh, is it Numi Rapass, uh, and then they did an American remake of the first one. I think with with the intention of doing a new trilogy, but it didn't get picked up. Um, and now they've just done a new film, but it's it's of one of the novels that wasn't written by Larson. It was like one of the because they, they, I think they've written a load of new Girl with a Dragon Tattoo books, but, but with a different author. Uh, but yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So it's Don't Know. Um, 
Yeah, the end of the trilogy that didn't pick up was um, Daniel Craig. I've not seen it, but um, when they tried to do um, the Amber Spyglass from, well, adapted from Northern Lies. Ah, right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they did the Golden Compass, and it was, yeah, the film is apparently fucking Oh, no, sorry, garbage. the Golden Compass, stupid me. Uh, the Amber Spyglass is actually the title of another book. I've not, again, I've not read those either, but I think... Uh, they're amazing. They've they've apparently stood the test of time. Like, well, my dad has re-read them. They've and, recently like, made the, uh, they've made them into a miniseries recently. It was on the, they did, they did on the BBC. Yeah, I think people were just like having every um, uh, pentadactyly, what's it called, uh, phalange bone crossed, like fingers, toes, multiply crossed. That it would be that, that was going to be good right. because, yeah, because so many people love those books, even from like teenagers to fully grown adults. Well, that's the um, thing is, I've I've got I'm actually looking at the trilogy on my shelf now because um, my uh, I asked I asked for them for Christmas from my mom, so because we watched we watched the first series. Uh, first and second series of the show together uh, and really liked it and i was like well i never read the books and i remember there were a couple of kids in primary school who were like raving about the books but uh yeah so i like got the trilogy and blasted through them and they're brilliant yeah they're absolutely brilliant um and i, I also think they can be read by adults as well which is nice because basically there's a lot of references in there that a kid wouldn't get probably because they haven't had a chance to read that widely because uh, there's references to like the Bible and there's references to like uh, other bits of English literature and stuff, so it's good to read as an adult. But yeah, I, I really like them. Certainly better than Harry Potter. Ah, uh, speaking of which, don't get me likey Harry Potter. Uh, I mean to be fair, I'll say me likey just because I do I do like the films. Uh, and um, I I feel like I might have brought it up before, but I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, regardless of what I think of J.K. Rowling, like, I uh, I do like the books. Um, I've only read one to four. Um, I do, I, I will go and finish it at some point. But um, I've got lots of happy memories of reading the books. Uh, well, I had them, I had the first four read to me by my gran, because um, she was, like, trying to get me into reading and stuff. And, uh, yeah, uh yeah, so I've, it's weird because I've got like a lot of happy memories associated associated with it. But I reread them a while ago. I think it was when I was in like secondary school. I did reread again. I could only get up to the fifth one because the fifth book's not very good, and I could never push through it. It's just, just such a slog. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I like it. I like Harry Potter. Um, and finally, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, I've never actually read it. I've seen the film. Uh, again, years ago, but um. Yeah, I haven't... Uh, well, I mean, the original cartoon film, not the fucking shite Tim Burton one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to end this here, unless you want to keep the recording on, because I desperately need the loo. <laughs> so, if I stop and you hear footsteps, that's probably going to be why. Okay, no worries. Well, we could, should we call it the end then there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, have fun with your lives, everyone. Yeah, cheers, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.